This episode is sponsored in part by Sacred, a not-for-profit that helps improve lives in the rural Mexican communities where heritage agave spirits are made. Since we obtained our official not-for-profit status from the IRS back in 2017, Sacred has gifted more than 32,000 Tobola agave seedlings to families in rural Oaxaca. These families are finding their cultural heritage at risk as access to agave is getting harder and harder due to the global explosion of interest in mezcal. Even as we continue to expand this program, we've also recently helped to launch a program that will build out three greenhouses in rural Jalisco to help protect four at-risk varieties of agave and three at-risk varieties of trees, while at the same time preventing these rare wildlands in Jalisco from becoming still more Blue Weber farms. To learn about these and other programs, visit sacred.mx. That's sacred.mx. If you love heritage agave spirits, please consider helping us protect that cultural heritage with a tax-deductible donation this holiday season at sacred.mx. Hey, Chicago, there's a gallery show going on that you won't want to miss. It's called Agave, and it features artwork made primarily from agave fibers left over from mescaleros in Oaxaca. I say primarily because there's also a musical instrument that looks something like a didgeridoo, but made from the heart and quixote of a madraquiche. Buy that and record a version of our theme song with it, and we'll feature it on this podcast. Agave will be on display in the Chase Gallery at the Epiphany Center for the Arts from now until April 9th. And every first Thursday, a different agave spirits company will be on hand to sample out some of the liquid agave art that we love so much. For details, visit epiphanyshy.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-Y-C-H-I dot C-O-M. Or... Follow the link from this episode page at agaveroadtrip.com. Hope to bump into you there. I am Luke Bank. I am Chava Peribar. This here is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. And today, Chava, we are going to help every single gringo bartender think about how they're going to celebrate the holidays with their best customers. Yes, because something that I've been realizing that happens in America is that it gets to a point where you cannot just give more mezcal to a third party. You already have all the brands available, all the expressions available. And for a change, you just don't want to give alcohol to your friends. Right, right. And and, right. Quite, and so that's, yes, there's that, yes. But also the other thing is, I'm you know, I'm not going to lie about this. Liquor.com did this article uh, called something like the best gifts for, the, uh, for Mezcal fans. And uh, as a result, like Sacred, the nonprofit that I run, our store online started selling a ton of this one specific print that uh, that they pointed out in uh, that Nacho Jimenez, um, who was their their source, had pointed to as a great gift. Um, and and I couldn't figure out for the longest time why we kept selling this one print. Turns out it's because Nacho and uh, and Liquor dot com. So thank you, Nacho. Thank you, liquor.com. And now we're stealing the idea because clearly it's something that comes up when you search with like people who who have who have friends and family who love mezcal search that phrase. So that's our episode. 
So before we go into all your recommendations, they're going to be ridiculous, fun, and maybe accurate. I want to establish that I have an agenda for this episode. That you do or do not have an agenda. I do have an agenda for this episode. And it's something that I actually repeat a lot. And uh, it sort of frustrates me sometimes that these people that love agave spirits, super specialized heritage, uh, tiny, wonderful agave spirits. Our, our people. Don't use our people, they don't use the same ethos when they're buying other stuff. Oh. You don't, you don't find... You don't find like you mean, you're talking about like when I when I pick up a can of Monster while we're on the road to visit a Palenque. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So like I did not want to express that while you're driving because, you know, you're driving, I need to be nice to you. But, but, but yeah, like why the hell are you drinking those things? And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that I don't do that from like I'll have a shot of Bacardi every once in a while. But like I, I think if you're gonna be drinking these things, you should have the the right environment, the right vessels, well, the right clothes, well, the right. Well, well, look, maybe uh, you do, maybe you don't. But here's the deal: if what you want is to ingratiate yourself, or demonstrate your love, ingratiate yourself to, or demonstrate your love for somebody who is obsessed with agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. You get them something really nice. That comes from those places. That comes from rural Mexico. That it's connected to similar traditions than the traditions that support mezcal. Okay, so let's let's get into it then, right? Let's get into what okay. those gifts yeah, might be. Like, I think, I think the number one thing that I would get somebody um, uh, who loves agave spirits for a holiday or for a birthday or whatever, I think what I'd get them is a subscription to uh, to our friends over at Magema oh. Latte or Agave Mixtape, so that they get every you know maybe you just buy them for I don't I don't know like a year a year subscription to those services so that in the mail they get two or three different spirits every other month that that are these tiny little batch spirits mm. that they wouldn't be able to access otherwise. Yes, and if you're living in a place that it's not me very mezcal friendly, like our friends from Utah, with whom we had some tasting a time ago, another place in the U.S. that don't have... Uh, Shout a out to Utah. Yeah, love those guys. Uh, you are giving them access to stuff that it's not even available in Mexico a lot of the times. So yeah, I think that's a great idea, yeah. Lou. Even if that's still alcohol, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know, and, and along the same lines... You know, I'd say I'd say a bottle of Bacanora because it seems like nobody who <laughs> drinks mezcal and and and, and Ricea and so tall that they have any idea what Bacanora is. So I'd say get them a bottle of Bacanora. But I've been getting more Mexicans asking me that lately. I'm I'm starting to get excited. I think the Bacanora time oh. is coming, Lou. So do not distress. Oh. Don't get impatient. We're on the cusp. We're on the cusp. We're on of the, the cusp of it. Yeah. What else you got? You're talking about beautiful things. Tell me about your beautiful things. For me, bottles and cups. I'm sorry? I think that... Bottle and cup? Bottles and cups. No, like bottles, bottles and the container where you put the agave spirit oh, oh, and oh, cups oh, oh, oh. like where you drink them. Oh, that makes a total... Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So you're... you're Okay, so with the bottles, and maybe I'm making an assumption here, but like my head, when I think about the bottles, my head goes to the beautiful things that uh, that you guys were making at Jacquiche when I first met you, right? Where you're... Yes, the glass Longwind Studio in Oaxaca. Yeah, the, the, the bottles these guys make are over-the-top beautiful. They're made with recycled glass that looks like crystal, mind you. And they're just very, very pleasing to look at. And I think a beautiful spirit deserves a beautiful bottle. Yeah, but then also, like, my head goes to the uh, the old 
50 to 100 year old garrafones that uh, that we find either like oh, in the yes. antique stores in Oaxaca Centro or sometimes we actually find them while we're on the road and we're visiting the uh, the, the the producers and they'll have something they want to sell us. I love those old bottles. You know the only thing that I don't recommend a lot it's vintage bottles like uh vintage medical bottles or things that kept some oh. chemic like chemical stuff in there. Uh, yeah. I, a place that I am working for right now has like 200 old, like an old pharmacy collection of bottles. And I am, at the beginning, I really wanted to fill all them with mezcal. And then I started reading some of the things that those bottles were possibly containing. I was like, nah, I'm just not sure if I might kill someone. So I will refrain from... So instead, you're going to fill them up with Buchanan's? With yes, I'm gonna yeah, like if yeah, maybe maybe that will be a way to clean the crime of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, that that yeah. could be an approach. Hey, but but you know, but so okay, so we talk about bottles, but then you also said the vessels, and now when I'm thinking about vessels, obviously there's my, my man David Smith uh, up in Wisconsin who makes uh, most of the uh, the copitas that we use uh, for the tastings at Sacred. Uh, but I don't want to make this about promoting sacred. Um, so instead, I think I'm thinking about uh, your friends in Atzompa, that wonderful lady and her uh, her family oh, yeah. with the really cute puppies. Well, there's two families that I think are are just they just do some of the most gorgeous clay products in in whole Mexico, and they're both in Atzompa, and they're both accessible through Mezcal for Life. Oh, are they really? Right? Yeah, yeah, they are. They, they they started buying from them lately. They have the the ones that have like a little face, and the, the ones with the little face are amazing because when you stack them up, just the noses get out, so you have like a mountain of noses. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I should say like that that um, our episode page is going to have links to everything that we're discussing here, and then all the stuff that we forget to talk about. Um, and I kind of love that we get to to link to. Um, to mezcal for life again. That's nice. They're good people. Yeah, awesome. And what else? You know, something that that I that I think a lot about when I'm drinking. Like sometimes I just don't want to see the table that I'm drinking on because it's something <laughs> just like you know, it could be just like crappy plastic or it can just be an ugly table. So I like this to- is the most awkward way for you to introduce the idea that you want to sell tablecloths to people. Well, I'm not saying that I want to sell tablecloths, but I think it's a great, it's like a little ritual, right? You have your tablecloth and you put your beautiful cups and then you serve on top of that and everything looks great. So I'll say tablecloths could be a good one. And, and you know, and stop me if I'm wrong, Java, but do you sell those kinds of textiles through Seminario 12? Oh, we do. We do have a lot of those beautiful textiles at Seminario 12, which happens to be where the big flag, the big Mexican flag that the gringos took down when they conquered Mexico. That's where yeah. that house is. You know that story? You know that story? No. You conquer no. your terrible gringo. You conquered our country. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, we have a house there with a beautiful selection of stuff. So yeah, you can find some of those textiles there. That's correct. Yeah. Do you and do you guys have um like an online store where people can just order, click and order? That's like that's one of my great frustrations with all these artisans is you have to engage in conversation with them over WhatsApp or Facebook uh, in order to purchase. Oh, I I love that. And then they will send you a picture of their card, and you go to the Seven Eleven and make a deposit, and then you don't <laughs> hear from them in two weeks, and then they call you back. They say the deposit did not go through. They send their cost into your house with the product and uh, and you pay them cash. 
Uh, we're going to be able to do that sooner than later. Well, but we're not going to sell clay. Uh, it's just going to be textiles because those, those fly well and they don't break when they're flying. Right on. Okay, cool. And, you know, and and even though what we've been talking about, uh, like, are, are all these beautiful handmade things, you know, I got to say, I love the T-shirts that our friends over at Agave Holics made. You know, the ones I'm taking, <sighs> like... Where they took they took popular I know, I know. logos of like Adidas logo and turned it into Alaqueño and yeah they got a bunch of shirts that I think are really fun they're fun and let's not forget machetes I think your favorite prop it's a machete right and you can have them engraved with your name with uh with your the day of your baptism with whatever you want and you do happen well, to have some sacred <laughs> do you do you know anybody who sells that through the mail. Like we're gonna be we're gonna be ah. offering um, a limited number of sacred machetes uh, for um, uh, what do they call that for Giving Tuesday this year. Um, but like you know, once and again, I don't want to make this all about this is what sacred has in its store. But once those are out, do you know of any way that uh, somebody can just buy a machete through uh, like Jose Luis and Ocotlan? You know what? Like that wouldn't be hard to ship. That will be uh, because it's unbreakable, really. And it's it's not that heavy. Can you can, hang on a second? Hang on, I'm I'm spitballing here. Can you offer that through your mail order site on Seminario Twelve? Well, that, that that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Like let, let's let's give it a month, but I, I'm, I'll try to put that together because I think I would love to have machetes in the stores. You know, just for protection and beauty, uh, and and, and, for, and for when mail order <laughs> protection and beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, but. So, okay, but, but you know, while we're also, like, I, now we went back to the handmade, but, I, you know, I also don't want to, and I, no. I know you're going to hate this suggestion, but I don't want to let this pass without talking about this cactus leather belt. Oh. I, not even, like, I got two of these belts that are made with cactus leather that I love. And I, like, and I, I'm really suspect of whether or not it's a hundred percent cactus. Because we don't know. You know, we reached out to them to do an interview and they, they like, and they just kind of ignored us. They responded a little bit. But when we said, we want to see if you're more real than the guys who are making the, uh, the straws out of agave fiber that are really like 5% agave fiber, 95% plastic. Yeah. They, they, they um, went cold. And they got real quiet after we. Yeah, so I don't know if it's all cactus leather or if it's like some plastic, but I love them. Yeah, and and to, I mean to give them the benefit of the doubt, you don't publish a lot of the details of your know-how because you don't want people to steal them. But I I will be very grateful if they were able to somehow come up with a way of publishing information that makes people like you and I feel comfortable well, I, saying that it's a hundred percent cactus and, and not just believing them. Well, I think that's what they do. They invite you and I in to like see their process. And then we sign a non-disclosure and we just say like, and it's part of the non-disclosure either we do see that this is really a hundred percent cactus leather or we did not. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I mean, right? I mean, and to link with that, I think that what you're trying to say as well is any product that comes from a sustainable background or, or context and somehow is very sympathetic to agave spirits. So, uh, yeah, I think that, and the people who, who love these beautiful handmade spirits will be sympathetic to those products. Yeah. So I, and I love, I want this, I want this cactus. How did this become the cactus leather belt <laughs> episode? But I love these belts so much, so much. I want them 
to be good and righteous. But even if they aren't, you know, I still know that it's 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 better than the other belt that I would have had. My, you know. Oh, did you did you see the belt that I bought in Zacatecas? You didn't like Cinturón Piteado. Do you remember that belt? The oh no no that's right yeah no that was a beautiful belt that was so, a beautiful cinturones belt. Cinturones piteados does that uh, uh, that's not gonna translate in, in in your country right? It's uh no they're, they're no, like the ranchero that. traditional fancy belts they can go up to a thousand dollars and they are some of the or more and they're some of the most beautiful belts in this world they even do them some of times with silver string uh, and that that's yep. very freaking beautiful. So I think that could also be a good. You know, I've always thought of them as the mariachi belts. Too. Like, like I've never realized. But, but so, so if if what I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, they're also worn just by cowboys. Yes, too. Well, they're, they're gonna last you a lifetime, and they're just very fancy and beautiful. Huh. We do have those. Uh, I, I, uh, the my the the wife of my boss gave him a one thousand dollar belt <laughs> that he did not like, and now we're selling it. <laughs> wow. Hang on. So his wife gave him this gift and he's selling it in the store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does but she know? Yeah, yeah. She gave it to me. She was like, he didn't like it. Sell it, please. But it's it's wow. Like I'll send you a picture of that for the website. It's stunning. If I had the money, I will jump on it immediately. Like I'm like I I actually wanted like just hide it into the store and 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 just save money and buy it in, in a few months. It's very freaking pretty. God, you got to wonder what her reaction is going to be for the next gift that she gives him. Like, is she going to say, oh, yeah, you think that? And then she just gives him really, like, bad socks, like cheap socks. Here, I got you some gym socks from a guy at the corner. Well, that kind of thing. She's not that nasty. She's a, she's a nice girl. Yeah, no, she won't do that. No, Don't so, you worry, Lou. Okay. So anything else? Any other okay. gift that you think will be a grand idea for Agave Spirits Lovers? Good. You know, like I'm tempted to say those copper hikaras that you fell uh, in love with, except I, I, that they no. were so awful to drink out of. No, that's a huge break heart for me. I, I was obsessed with these uh with these copper hikaras that look so beautiful and badass, but I was drinking on from it uh for a few weeks. And <laughs> you know, sometimes you're talking or you're drinking, and yeah. if you hit your teeth with copper it's not it's not nice it's not nice okay so so no copper hikaras and i'm sure you know as we're putting the the episode to bed you and i will come up with other ideas and we'll throw all of them onto the uh, the episode webpage that there are links and if you're you know if you're looking for that perfect gift whether it be for the holidays or for a birthday looking for the perfect gift for the mezcal lover in your life Agave Road Trip's going to help you out. That's beautiful, Lou. So I think that's it. That's a wrap. Okay, I'll catch you later, Chava. Adios. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. 
Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.